folks, and welcome to A Better Next Birth podcast. Today we are going to hear from Zira. Zira is actually the person who got me started on TikTok. She came to me a couple years ago when she was pregnant and she said, oh my God, you would go viral on TikTok. And I was like, what is she talking about? Okay. And then we recorded a couple of videos. And I think actually because Zira is so beautiful, those videos skyrocketed. And so thanks to Zira, I have like 37,000 followers on TikTok. Um, And Zira is one of the most amazing people I know because she's so internally resourceful and externally manifesting. So she's a dance teacher. Um, You can see her on Instagram. I'll put a link to her um, Instagram in the show notes. She does beautiful, sexy dance. She's got a huge following herself. And I didn't know any of that when she came into my care. She's just this really sweet, humble person who happens to be drop dead gorgeous and so intelligent. She's studying business right now, going to college, three kids, has a job. This woman is probably doing too much (laughs) and just one of the nicest people you could hope to meet. So with that as our little intro, I welcome you to the podcast. I welcome you to getting to hear Zira yourselves. I'm so, I I honestly feel so lucky that you all get to hear her. Her heart is huge. Her intellect is, is outstanding. And she's just a very gentle person. Here you go, Zira. Welcome to the podcast, Zira. We are so lucky to have you today and all of the women and men who will listen to this and get to hear your unique story. Have you shared this story before? I have, but only with like intimate and like friends, but not like out in public. Awesome. Yeah. I got to be your midwife with baby number two, and I would Mm -hmm. love it if you would kindly share with us, how did, tell us about your kiddos. And yeah, tell us about how you got a better next birth. Yes. Okay. So my name is Zara and I have three babies. Actually, my first one is three years old. My second one is two and my third one is six months old right now. So with my first one, I didn't really know anything about midwifery or anything. I just knew that people birth at a hospital. You do this and that. I just knew what. I guess the traditional meaning of birth is at this moment. That's what I knew. So I didn't even know about midwives at all. With my first one, I did everything by the books. I went to a doctor. I had an OBGYN and I went through all the appointments and everything. But at the end is when it got a little bit hard on me. At the end, they developed that the baby was breech. And I didn't really know what that meant. So that was like one of the things that I wish I knew more about back then. I knew that it was the baby being upside down, but I had no idea like what it meant for my body also. Just to get to it, I ended up having a C-section with the baby because the baby was breached, but I basically wasn't offered the options that I had. They told me that I had to make an appointment to have the C-section. And they told me that it'll be better because if I have an appointment, the doctor that I have then will be there. If I just go in on my own, that doctor might not be there. It made me feel uncomfortable because I want the doctor that I've been having this whole time. So it was like, okay, like I'll do that. And it felt a little bit forced. So it was just that like I was, my appointment was exactly at 39 weeks. I didn't even really get to choose the date it was just like oh your appointment is on this time you'll have a c-section at this time and then there's that so yeah so I had my c-section and then as soon as I had my c-section I knew I didn't want that again I knew like in my heart that I truly didn't want it because when I had my c-section the baby was cut out of you and then they take it away from you and the 30 minutes they're closing you up you're just by yourself 
And as a first time mom having a C-section, it was painful, the pain I felt, even though I was under anesthesia, it was more so emotionally. Like, I just wanted to hold my baby at that moment. And I was by myself for 30 minutes. And I feel like right after birth is a very important and sacred, um, especially the next 30 minutes to an hour after your birth, you should be with your baby and this and that. So yeah, and also the postpartum healing with the C-section was a lot. So I knew then that I didn't want that anymore. So anyways, moving forward with the second one, I actually got pregnant with the babe with my second one, like when my first baby was only six months. So it was a very fast second pregnancy. I was very anxious to have the second pregnancy. So I try to get like appointments with OBGYNs, but right off the bat, it was like, oh, you had a C-section. Already talking about my next C-section, just prepping me for it already without even telling me that there's an option of a VBAC. So it was just a lot. The second doctor, I remember the first one already threw me off right away. The second one, also the same thing. She was really nice about it, but it was also like, again, the C-section thing comes up. Oh, you had already had a C-section. You're probably going to have another one. I remember coming out of that appointment, like being so sad. And I stopped going to my appointments. And for like the next five or so months, I had no care. I was under no care of anybody. I was tracking my own health but I had no like official care so there was that but it was all from fear and I felt so alone because I didn't know who to talk to I didn't know who to go to Google helps but it doesn't help that much like you can only Google so many things so it was really hard and I remember calling different OBs too if they did this and that and it was actually an Instagram where I realized that you could have a VBAC. And I was looking into OBs at first, but then I saw that midwifery was a thing. So then I started looking that up, like how all the stories I've heard about it has been wonderful. And it's like everything that I align with. So like the space, the safe space and the feeling of a community is like what I look for. I just think I'm that kind of person. I like connections. And I wanted the midwifery feeling from everything I've looked up. And after a few midwives, I called Katie. She was like number five on my to-call list. As soon as I called Katie, I knew right away she was the one. <laughs> I was already feeling defeated when I called her. So it was hard because midwives like, were turning, because midwives were turning you down, right? Yes, I was being turned down left and right by midwives. And right away, you were very inviting and welcoming. Everybody was very inviting and welcoming. It's just she was willing to, to help me. Like she was willing to be there for me. And that's exactly the connection I needed for that birth after the trauma of the first birth and all the feeling of being turned down, OBs telling me the C-section right away was just all heavy feeling for me. And it was, it happened for months. Like I had yeah. no care, like I said. Yeah. So as soon as I felt that welcoming feeling from Katie, it felt really good to feel heard and seen. So that's where it was. And my due date for my second was one was January, and I didn't even talk to Katie until October, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was already six months pregnant. I was like, can you take me in? <laughs> six months, that's six months pregnant, which is not usual. People usually go to their midwives right away, but I just didn't have a clue about midwifery before. So to know that I could do that. It was yeah. very amazing. It felt really good. Zira, I have often wanted to make a TikTok video about that first phone call because I, I remember uh -huh. driving, I was driving on the freeway when we were talking and 
I, for me, it was like this. It was like, yeah, I think like maybe I might want to have, have a V-back. Like you were so timid. And I, yes, yes. I wasn't sure what it, what I really didn't know what I was talking about. So yeah. I just felt like very closed off. But like I didn't know until, I didn't know until right now. That's because you'd already been like, I, I'm sure we talked about when you first came into care that the OB had mm-hmm. been like, okay, what, when should your C-section be? yeah and then you were talking to all these midwives and they're like sorry I can't help you sorry I can't help you so then by the time yeah you've taken a half an hour break every time you call one because it's so hard to call and then yeah and then you pick up the phone yeah I totally get it now no wonder when you called me you were like hi I think you're probably just gonna hang up the phone on me but and yeah and for me you are part of the reason I made this series because the transformation <laughs> from you were so timid to like this woman who like roared yes. out and that's how that's what like really made me sad during that time I was really at a down moment at that and I'm usually not that person I'm a very confident woman and I know I'm the type of person that I know what I want and I'm gonna get it <laughs> and for me to be able to feel hopeless and feel defeated was really hurtful. So when I found Katie, it was like life changing. And yeah, as soon as I called Katie, she took me in. She took care of me, welcomed me. It was amazing and sweet, actually. I yeah. also love that I think after like my second conversation with you, you felt confident in me. Yeah. That's what like. That's when I was like, yeah, I could trust yeah. her. Yeah. I think being able to birth at home without any medications or anything, you have to have confidence. And it's not just in yourself, but somebody else has to believe in you. I think that's really important. And that's what you made me feel. And right away, I knew I was like, okay, I'll be fine. I'm in good hands. Mm-hmm. I remember me and Micah talking about it too. Mike is my husband, my partner. And I remember talking about it with him. And he's, yeah, this is what we want. This is what we needed this whole time. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to me because you had it already. You and Micah had it it inside of you already. You had confidence. You had that welcoming, which is why it was so lovely to work with you. Like you guys came with that and all you needed a provider who welcomed that. It doesn't sound, that doesn't sound that hard to me. Like, (laughs) wouldn't that just be what every provider does? Yes. Yeah. And this is why I say that connection is important between a mother and a birth giver. It's important because literally your life is on their hands like you are essentially in control of what could happen and all the technicalities behind it you are responsible for my life in a way so like it's important for me to feel confident and trust you with my life and the baby's life so it was like important for me to feel yes this is what I want this is welcoming and yeah I've loved that and every appointment was just (laughs) every appointment was so fun and like I said, welcoming. That's the perfect word for midwifery. Oh. Because when that happened too, it was during COVID. It was when I think the peak of COVID also, like we were outside, we had masks on. So we couldn't even really see like our emotions and like our facial. Because it's a difference when you can see people smile and such when you talk to them. So even through all of that, I could still feel the welcoming feeling and the warm like mm. happiness behind my midwife and I's conversation mm. even while we're wearing a mask not being able to see each other it was like still it was still really good and uh, yeah I- being outside for appointments was actually really beautiful too <laughs> like uh-huh. being in the sun and stuff it was like yeah. it just everything perfectly aligned with who I am because I love nature I love being outdoors and outside Mm. so it was just perfect and I remember towards the end of my pregnancy actually I have I'm anemic I have like severe anemia so you were like on it like the technicalities (laughs) of it and everything (laughs) helped a lot and it's funny because I still use that to this day everything you like told me to take like all those vitamins I still take them 
Yeah, I'll, yeah. I still take them to this day. Wow. Because they're the only thing that helped me. Wow. Like, and I think we it was alfalfa, right? Didn't we put you on alfalfa? Yeah, it was. I took alfalfa, spirulina, everything, floridix. Like all of those is the only things that helped me. Wow. Yeah. I would, I just want to say in midwifery's defense, like we couldn't have taken you on if you had certain forms of anemia. So the form mm-hmm. of anemia that you have is not, is not so great that it made it impossible for you to have midwifery care. That's just an aside for anyone who's listening. Who's wait, wait, she had a health condition. Yeah. Oh, she had a minor, a minor health condition that was yeah. well supported with supplements. And that was like at the end of my pregnancy. And we like went hard on supplements. <laughs> like when I tell you every week I'm buying like hundreds of dollars worth of supplements just to get it up there. Amazing. And that's what I love because you were really on it. Like, I know you know your stuff like as a midwife, but to be able to know that this is what you should take and the research behind it, because I know you had to look up more stuff to care for me. Yeah. And I love that. And I remember like one of my appointments, like I almost passed out and such too from the blood draw. I remember that too. Like I remember everything very vividly. Just the care was amazing. And that's what you need. And you answered everything. I had like well, any question I had, you had an answer for it right away. <laughs> if I don't, and I'm going to go look it up. And I'm usually like not the type of person to ask questions. I'll just try to do it on my own too. So it felt good to, to know that somebody will answer my question no matter what. And for the birth part, I know we had some struggles with the water, but like the birth itself was like amazing. You got to yeah. tell people about it, Zira. You got to tell them. They don't know. Oh, okay. So how the birth happened, <laughs> it's actually a funny story because I was in pain, but I told you guys, I was like, I have a really high pain tolerance, so I don't even know. I think I was already in labor the day before I saw you, the day before I gave birth when I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you saw me the I day think, right before. Yeah. Because when I told you, I was like, oh, I feel... I said cramps. I was like, I felt cramps here and there. I think like now that I'm looking back and so I think I was already in labor because the next day got really bad. But it was, I've had, I've always had really bad period cramps. So to me, that's what it felt like. It just, it wasn't as bad. And I remember it was like already 6 p.m. And Micah was like panicking. He was like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm the, I wasn't the one who called Katie. It was Micah. <laughs> I just swore I was fine. But you have to realize, I don't know what contractions and stuff really felt like because I had a C-section. I didn't get to feel those. So I didn't know if what I was having was contractions or not, or if I was just cramping. It all felt just blurred together in my head. And yeah, 6 p.m. is when Micah called Katie and Katie came, I think, seven or so I, I don't even remember this honestly but I think that was about it yep and I was them I think the baby's coming and I think my water didn't even break it at all all I remember is that we weren't sure if I, when I was going to give birth but I felt like I was going to give birth but I wasn't very vocal about it I was kind of keeping it to myself so if you're watching this and you're about to give birth please tell your midwife how you are feeling fully <laughs> And not be like me. <laughs> because literally the next hour I gave birth, I think Katie was still eating. I, yes. I was there because I, I actually am the one who filmed it, I think. But <laughs> yeah, you were there, but I was still like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was not very vocal, but I should have been. I'm just very, I'm the type of person that kind of, I guess, enjoys pain. I was like writing through the contractions and stuff I'm the type to just keep it contained and woosah through it (laughs) so that's how my birth went it was very calm and peaceful I would say besides the whole water part I was very much in my zone I really wasn't talking to people all I know is that I just wanted to be on my own so that's what I was doing I was feeling all the pain and I was accepting it and embracing it I think that's what helped me the most I think that's what I learned from like hypnobirthing and stuff, just to accept it and embrace it. Don't fight it. 
for people who are listening, who don't really know what that means. Can you just, is there more that you can say to help people understand how to do that? Yes, yes, yes. I've actually helped people also. Like I've helped my friends and stuff. I had my cousin-in-law and a friend and they gave birth at home and I actually helped them when it comes to that. But I can say that when it comes to pain, you just have to surrender to it, like fully embrace it. The more you fight it, the more it will hurt. So with every contraction, don't think about the next one. Just think about the one you're currently having. For every contraction you're feeling, just take it all in. Okay, 45 seconds of contractions, just breathe through it. Just take it in. So just let your body relax and be loose with it. Be loose with your body let loose I'm a dancer so I remember when I was when I was in the water I was actually swaying and dancing and letting the pain take me I remember I was just swaying with the water and how it helped me I was doing like figure eights if you're pregnant and stuff you could do figure eights to help your body like hip mobility and stuff so that's what I was doing in the water and what's funny is I tell everybody this story. And when I closed my eyes, I felt like I was in a tunnel and there was like a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm just a little worm or a snake, like crawling through the tunnel. And that's what it felt like. I'm just like, okay, we're just going to get through it, breeze through it. So yeah, I was really in my full hypnobirthing moment and I learned to love it. Like after like an hour of it, I was like, okay, yeah, I got it. This is, we could do this. It hurts. I'm not going to be like, oh, it doesn't hurt. It hurts like a bitch. It hurts oh, a okay, lot. So it does hurt. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. It's just up to you to tolerate it. But yeah, I think if you're pregnant, really look into hypnobirthing and yeah. Yeah. the breaths the you take. Because I think everybody deals with pain very differently. From the outside, you were so quiet and you were so graceful and peaceful. And so you just made it look like yeah. it was easy, but I'm hearing you say that it wasn't, yeah. easy, but you were like finding your way in a way that made it like, yeah. Really- yes. I think the best like thing I was telling myself was like, okay, just take it. Like you'll see your baby after that was like what helped motivate me through it. And I was like, okay, this shit hurts, but you're going to see your baby. That's what I was telling myself. Yeah. You had literally the cutest baby ever born in the whole <laughs> universe. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw him like, oh, when I gave birth, I remember all I was listening to what my body told me also. Don't fight what your body feels like doing. So when you're in the moment, just surrender to your body. I swear, like your body, like it it like automatically acts for you because I remember looking back at our videos there was a time where I was on my knees and when it came to pushing the baby out I went on my feet I squatted (laughs) that's what I did and Katie didn't have to tell me that like none of the midwives that were there had to tell me that my body just did it on its own and which was really great because it helped me a lot help with the gravity and everything I didn't even know about it until like I looked back at the video later I didn't realize I did that and yeah it was it helped a lot the baby went out came out really (laughs) perfectly and amazing and he was beautiful Mm. after birth right away it's so important to have a community I would say when you give birth so as soon as I gave birth I got to lay down I got to hold him while I'm still pushing the placenta out. And they were feeding me right away, like some yogurt, I think. And just the care that I had was so amazing. That was like everything I dreamed of. Mm -hmm. I tell everybody that was my dream birth. What I loved about my birth is even though you were there, it was still a very much hands-off experience. You only did what you had to do unless it was needed you let me do my own thing and you just guided me and just knowing that you I had a midwife near me that if something goes wrong I'll be okay Mm -hmm. felt so good it feels good to know that I'll be fine 
it was a very trusting moment. Like I said, you need that connection, <laughs> that trust. I love everything about that. And yeah, after birth, it was amazing. There were out of, I think it was like three hours. Was it really? No, because I was, I think I was just tired. Like I just wanted to sleep and I was fine. I gave birth at 8.30 something and you guys were out of there about 11, I swear. Yeah, I have it. Baby Mikairo was born at 8.37 and and then hold on. And then your placenta was out 13 minutes later, which is really fast. You had yeah. almost no, you had almost no bleeding. And then let's yeah. see, when did we leave? Oh, I remember I didn't tear. I was so happy about that. You didn't even tear? That, that sounds great. I was so happy about that because that's what, that was one of the things that was like, I was anxious about, but I was ah. scared and I had no tears. You didn't have to stitch me at all. That was amazing. And that's funny because with my third one, I didn't tear at all either. Yeah. I think if you don't tear with your second, you probably don't tear with your third either. And I can't yeah. wait to hear about that birth, but uh, you're right. From baby born to us leaving was only like two hours and 20 minutes. That's super fast. Yeah. It was. And like, from the time you got there, you were only there for I would say, what, three, four hours at the most. It says that I got there at 5.45. Baby was out at basically like 8.30. So that's like less than three hours. And then two hours after that. That is fast, girl. And I remember even like when the postpartum like appointments and stuff, it went through like a breeze. And I remember you were even asking like, how are you cleaning? Like, how did you get things so clean? Yes. You were telling me. And I, I'm the type of person that likes to do things. So when I was, when I had my, that's why I was saying when I had my C-section and I, I couldn't move after, I was so angry because that's not me. I like to move around and do things. And after that birth, I was able to stand right away, do things like, and I was taking it easy, of course, but I was still like on top of my stuff and was able to do my own thing which is what I wanted. <laughs> that sounds like you. Zero, before, before <laughs> yeah. we move out of that birth, will you talk, I know that your husband couldn't be on this call right now. Will you talk a little yeah. bit about his experience of Mikairo's birth? Oh yeah, he was, he said that he was, at first when we were talking about before birth, like at first we were both anxious and scared, but he told me like as soon as he saw what I was doing, like he like trusted and was very confident in me and all I and he was just there. Like he stayed with me at all times when I was contracting. He would help my pain and Katie guided him to massage my bag and stuff whatever could help me at the moment because it's very different for everybody but I wanted to be held by him it felt really good to sway with him and he was just there like very active and when I tell him I need water and this he was on it like he was so supportive and that's very important to have I think a supportive partner he stayed with me he got in the tub with me and he helped me catch the baby he was helping you guys too also saying how everything is going and this is how much he helped because he's the one who called you guys it wasn't even me like I will not I could be dying and I won't tell anybody I don't know (laughs) I'm just that I yeah but I learned though that I should be more vocal about things like that but yeah he's very attentive he was very attentive the whole birth yeah you guys have a really sweet relationship he's oh it's beautiful he's and he's a very low-key relaxed like yes he's relaxed and he has a very stoic and calm presence yes so he's not panicking because if he had panicked I would have been panicking also which is very our dynamic is very calm but yeah he's very stoic and calm and his relaxing energy helped me a lot too because like him being so calm about everything made it all like wonderful and a breeze he was amazing he helped a lot and even after too he was able to lay right next to me right away and just that feeling just being able to cuddle with your family right after you give birth is such a beautiful moment because I did not have that at my first birth so I remember crying about it I was like oh this is so beautiful and I had my my in-law and my mom with me it was a beautiful moment they were so helpful 
my mom is like the one who's who's really active and is like, oh my god she's a panicky one okay <laughs> she helped she helped but that I feel like she system. she and your dad really held it together that night though they were yeah they were also they were like stoic for you they were like they were very encouraging and I feel like they were I feel like my presence also helped calm them they were mm-hmm. like, oh she knows what she's doing we have a midwife in the house so that was yes. that was calming and mm-hmm. and and your mom just wanted so much to help both of them yes it was yes. so sweet yes I had a my family is very supportive and helpful yeah. and I think that's what helped me go through with everything too yeah. and yeah I love that this is yeah. amazing <laughs> oh I just want to pick up on something you said that so in the audio course one of the things that I do is I talk to dads about their private, their previous birth experience. Mm-hmm. And I say, look, I think it's really important that you share your feelings about your previous birth with the, with your wife or your partner who's giving birth. It's because if you, Micah had a really hard first birth, you're actually holding tension from it that you're like trying not to tell your partner about, but she feels yeah. it. Yeah. And so I really want to emphasize for anybody listening that like that, that your quote was, if he had panicked, I would have panicked his relaxing energy helped me a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring highlight that for anybody listening, like mm-hmm. it helps, like you need your partner to be in that space. One of the things that the course does is, and I've had some really good feedback from dads about it. It helps them unwind some of that tension and uh-huh. then and they're more able to show up for you in mm-hmm. your in this next birth in a way that mm-hmm. feels like you said mm-hmm. his relaxing energy supports you and for any dads listening and I know it feels like you're not doing anything because the woman is doing all the work I promise you the your wife wants nothing more but you in that room your presence your touch if they want to be touched yeah just sway with them hug them make them feel better massage them that's what all the birthing moms want be submissive I know men love to not be submissive but during a birthing moment I say be submissive to the woman everything will be happy and cheery after (laughs) (laughs) that's a great way to say it and it's funny because you mentioned you only told us one thing he did. Everything else you mentioned were qualities that he had. Yeah. You said he helped you catch the baby. That's the only thing he did. Everything else was mm-hmm. like, he stayed calm for you. He showed up for you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, and he was beautiful and like he was following your lead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just let the woman take the lead and just follow it. <laughs> there's just no other way to do it I don't feel like I feel like most guys they're just afraid the only thing in their way is fear yes and it's also biased from knowing the traditional way so they feel like there should be a doctor but we've been birthing for thousands and thousands of years without doctors and for anybody listening I don't know if everybody has a partner or not, but just have someone there. Support, like it's so important because that's one of a very human interaction thing that we need to is like touch and energy. We need that support. That will help you a lot. (laughs) I say. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and I like to say too that if we took it back 200 years or 2000 years, right? Everyone who mm-hmm. gives to you during your postpartum is giving to you because they recognize that you are going to contribute a new person to the Yes, life. a new person to the community. Yeah, right. So of course you should accept it because also you're accepting it on behalf of your child. Like yeah. you're helping them get set up to be helped by their community for them to be welcomed. Yeah. I've actually helped like a few friends when it comes to that so I was starting like a thing where I felt like it should be like a etiquette thing if a friend is giving birth and stuff like what they might need and such I was telling people that 
meals are very important <laughs> like food because healing from birthing a baby like it's really hard to make food and that's probably one of the important things like love with food <laughs> it's all a woman really needs after birth I love that. Love with <laughs> food. yes and that's I'm what really... I had with my third one that's amazing I'm sorry, what with what my was that now? With my third baby, that's what I had. I had friends like just come over and like they were just they didn't even want to come in because they respected my space. So they just dropped off food literally in my front door. Oh. It, was, it was beautiful. Oh. <laughs> and they like had a whole group chat taking turns on when they were going to give food. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh, and um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so a good transition. <laughs> Will you talk to us about? Yeah. My third one? Yeah. So with my third one, I we were having not financial issues, but more so like we wanted to save our money. But also we could have done it, but we would have been like almost broke, I guess, if we had got a midwife. Yeah, we went the un no midwife way, free birth, I guess I would say. I know Katie doesn't know much about it, but I, for me to be able to do that, I would had to be in a community that had done that also. So I joined in anything and everything. I could join any group. I've talked to a lot of women who did it. Talk to just, I talked to everybody. I tried to be as, inform as informative as I can with the third birth. As much as I loved my midwife and everything, I really wanted them there too. Like I said, with financial stuff, it's hard. And that's what... I took from my second birth, actually. The reason why I had my third birth, I would not have had my third birth if I didn't have my second one. If I didn't have Katie in my life, I would never have been able to do my third one. So it was all confidence. The third one was all crazy, lunatic confidence. I really referred to my past, my second birth, to be able to have my third birth. I really used everything you told me. So in a way, like, I just kind of imagine it as this is what you would tell me if I was doing, if this happened. So that's what I went with. And throughout my third pregnancy, I was very active and it helped a lot. But fast forward to the birthing part, I was 39 weeks. I did everything on my own. Like I said, I had, I bought a pool. I had water also. Like I did everything. And if anything happened, and 911 was on speed dial. Like I was very, I even actually did classes. I did CPR and stuff classes before. I was really onto it. And I had tinctures and stuff too from my past birth that I was able to use. You know what's funny? I used my placenta tincture oh, from my yeah. second birth, on my third birth. Yeah, yeah. I used it. A placenta, oh. placenta can help stop bleeding. Yeah, I used yeah, it okay. right after I gave birth with my third one. I used a tincture from my second birth for my second placenta. Very amazing. And yeah, so with my third one, it went like the second one. It was a breeze, same thing. I was like, okay, contracting, contractions, okay. This time I knew that I was contracting and I was making note of it. I was writing it down. This is when I had my first one. I was very aware now and, and I learned it all from my second birth. So I was taking notes of everything and I was still a little bit scared because it would still be considered a VBAC because I already had a C-section. So I was still scared and looked for warnings of if your uterus ruptures. So I still had to look for that and make note of that. If you feel pain in your shoulders, it's usually like rupturing stuff like that like I had to look that up it was a, it's a lot of free birthers out there now and yeah I just had to also think about that but the third one I owe it all to knowing everything because of my second birth from you so yeah when I gave birth the baby was the baby's head was out the baby's head was down and for I think a minute and like the baby's head was out in the water and I just made sure to put my butt down because I remember you in our last video my second birth I remember in the video you were like keep your butt down you were saying it the whole time in the video and I was like keep my butt down 
Because we don't, right? Because just for people listening, yes, once, once they take their first breath, if you put them back in the water, they could drown. Yes. That's yeah, what that's, I, that's, yeah. that's what I meant. And a lot of the free birthers actually weren't water birthers. They just oh. give birth outside. But all I know is water birth. Yeah. And I know the water helped me a lot. So that's what I stuck to. Yeah, and was, yeah. was your third birth less painful than your second? It was less painful. It was less painful. Yeah. Wow. I would say. And I didn't it I didn't even with the second one, I felt the ring of fire. But the third one, I don't think I felt it at all. It was beautiful. Was it nice to, I think if I was having a free birth, I would really enjoy like the pri- the privacy, like of just, yes. just yeah, I just me and my that's husband. What I love. Like, yeah. It was just me and him and my mom was there too. And it was beautiful. That's what I love about it. And I gave birth like in the middle of the day. So it was like daytime too. It happened at one 30 okay yeah I started contracting like in the middle of the night and it's funny because I was cleaning when I first my my, my water <laughs> broke and that's when I knew I was like okay in a few hours I'm probably gonna give birth because I'm a fast birther like from my last experience I knew that I birth fast and it happens pretty quickly for me so I knew right away and I just kept walking around I kept doing everything as normal I even cooked and cleaned that day like Cause I was, I just knew, and I like being occupied when I'm in labor. I try to just keep calm and stay aware of everything I was feeling. Cause I wanted to know like warning signs if anything happened. So I was just trying to be aware as much as possible the whole time. If I'm not comfortable with the pain and if it's like a pain I never had, then I know to go in. So I just just stuck to what I knew and what I learned from the second birth and yeah it happened the same way I gave birth the baby was out like literally a few pushes like she was out like easy I held her in the water for a little bit and then we lay down when I birthed the placenta it came out like pretty fast too I don't remember the timing of it but it came out pretty fast and yeah I just did everything I remembered from the last one it was beautiful pretty cool it's crazy not it's not for everybody obviously but yeah it was pretty crazy I loved every moment of it and even after that I was still taken care of by my mom my mom was very helpful and Micah too like they were making sure because they told me what you guys did I asked them what you guys did last time for my birth and they told me that you guys were massaging my belly so they did that too for me, helped me with that. And the baby was just chilling and she nursed right away too. What's her name? Mazea. Mazea. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was just a beautiful moment. And then the next yeah. day, my friends were, like I said, dropping off meals and stuff, dropping off like care packages. And I think on the third day is when I went to the doctors to get her checked out. She was, yeah, perfect. They did a hearing test on the screening test she was fine still yeah yeah it was I mean, good it was, it was just it was honestly even though you we weren't there it was very similar to my second birth because I applied everything I learned it's just proof it's just, <laughs> they say that something like 95 percent of second time or third time moms will birth without problem so it's just proof mm-hmm. that birth works yeah your body it works, works. And your body was meant to do that. And your instincts mm-hmm. told you what to do. And you told, you knew that you were, mm-hmm. you, know, you told yourself and you felt that you were safe and your partner was mm-hmm. and your mom was there. I just, I completely understand why anybody would want to. And I think it's just such a beautiful affirmation that birth does, yes. work. it does work beautifully. Yeah. And I considered everything. I made sure that I was like low risk and had no problems. I took note of that. I'm very low risk. And like I said, my pain tolerance is pretty high. So I knew I was able to do it. I just had to be very confident in myself to do it. It's just so good to hear that a woman went with her own power. And like, Mm -hmm. I like to, I really like the metaphor of a queen. So, So a queen doesn't necessarily 
know everything herself, but she, Mm -hmm. she's able to go into the world and say, okay, I wish to know about this. And then, and then the information, like she has to go out and get it or someone brings it to her. And then when it comes to her, she says, okay, is, does this information agree with what I think? Is this, Mm -hmm. this information, good information? And then she, she decides because she's wise, right? She has an internal knowing and her, your internal knowing was like, this is what feels right for me. I feel powerful enough to do this. I got a lot yeah. of information last time. I yeah. feel like that information is like inside of me now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be obviously like you're saying, you're not just going to be like, whatever, I'll just stay home no matter what happens. You're saying, yes. You're saying to my best information, this felt right to me. And so I think that's what it's about. And yeah, it went really, it was perfect. (laughs) I can't wait for you to meet her. It's beautiful. That sounds great. (laughs) I would love to meet her. You can come into the office anytime. I'm very proud of you. And I can really imagine how it was for you guys to do that and bring your daughter in that way like what a special experience Mm -hmm. I can totally imagine that yeah it was very beautiful yeah we're done though no more babies you are just for now for sure like I'm only 24 so maybe 10 years even like a few years but for now for sure I am done because as soon as she turns one I'm like doing school again I'll be back in school I'm, I want to start my career yeah I totally relate to that and I, I encourage you to go that direction and fulfill yourself next right like, yeah. you're still going to spend another 18 years yeah even not. though I already fulfill myself like with or without kids I'll still do what I want to do which it's just me I like to have it's funny because everything I do Micah calls it like a quest oh are you on your quest again I love that (laughs) because I do like almost anything and everything whatever I can do to make money I'll do it like (laughs) I I'm I'm not only a dance instructor I also I manage a few like social media accounts I do what is it I'm on Fiverr (laughs) I do freelance what do you do on Fiverr I do a graphic design, web design, whatever I could do. Oh, I could I do most of it, but yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, and like I have my own like little business with dance too. So I have my own website with it and yeah. I didn't realize that you were instructing. I, I just figured that. No, you, I teach you it. Make you money some other way through dancing. And I was like, there's because with social media I feel like people just make money like just by being on social media yeah I make money being on social media too you do also that yeah every little reel I post makes a few money but yeah I teach girls I told you I told you I was a dancer you didn't believe me no I did and then I've seen you on Instagram but I don't pay close attention to that stuff so I'm like wow I just figured you were just killing it on Instagram as a dancer is there a class for people my age yeah all I take all ages I my oldest the oldest one I have is in her 50s okay I'm close to that I'm not there yet but I'm close I hear that you're busy yeah so I probably should let you start getting ready for dance class yeah Um, Sierra like truly extraordinary to get to to hear your stories and in contact it feels good to talk to you like, I know we don't talk a lot, but like when we talk, it always feels like we've been talking this whole time. It feels really good to talk to you. I, I completely agree. It's so nice to see you're just, you're like still shining. You have that, that incredible, like confidence and beauty. And you just, I feel like you believe in yourself in yeah. a way that is really, it's like really authentic and really intuitive and like right on and I just I want you to be so successful because I want every woman to to know that about herself yes and that's what I try I encourage that in everybody be true to who you are be confident you yeah and for you you're so feminine when you do it too so yeah (laughs) pleasure yeah thank you so much for coming on my friend of course if you need for anything else I'm happy to do it 
oh, okay. I heard that. Okay. Yeah. They say if you want something done, ask a busy person. Yeah. I'll keep bugging you. Of course. I make time for anything for you. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hun. Bye. Love you too. All my beautiful pregnant people out there and people who are between pregnancies and people who are supporting pregnant people. Thank you all. And thanks for tuning in to A Better Next Birth. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. I know that you're out there doing it every day. Remember to take a break for yourselves. Remember to take a break so that your body can relax and your nervous system can relax. Those breaks, those breaths, even if it's between the front door and the car, those are all good. Remember, you have to do the work, but we were never meant to do it alone. I'll see you next time. <clears throat> Chewy, your tail swings in like a circular motion. Oh, in there? What? Yeah. Chewy's got a big old booty. Chewy! Chewy with a big booty! Are you recording right now? Welcome back to another episode of A Better Next Birth with your host, Katie, or Phyllis Katie Bueller. Um, let's talk about the pros and cons of getting pregnant. The pros are you get to have birth. The cons definitely include giving birth. Okay, passing it off to Phyllis Katie Bueller. Hey, my friends. Okay, wait. That wasn't even funny. That wasn't even funny. Oh, okay.